Welcome to the Mycelium Network Podcast, a podcast all about early stage web developers and the mentors and teachers that help them along the way. Hey, Leo, and welcome to the Mycelium Network Podcast. Hi, how's it going? Happy to be here. Yeah, it's going well, going well. So um, I think I'm going to just get us off to the races, as they say. Um, so please tell us more about yourself, you know, your background, how you came to do what you do, what gets you up in the morning. And then just this little side note that I found when I read up about you is if you can tell me if this is possible, um, who are your favorite metal bands and or genres? Okay. Oh, I see where you got that from. Okay. Um, so I, well, in, so I was, I went to school for a film and TV. That was, uh, that was a while ago. And I was doing that for some time. I ended up as an assistant editor for like, uh, like documentaries and random Netflix shows here and there. And I decided that, all right, well, I don't really want to be an editor editor. I, I do want to, I always wanted to do something computer science related. I always wanted to go into programming, but I never thought it was like, I never thought it was possible given, um, just for a lot of reasons I thought it was either too expensive to do this switch or just too much time. And then I just decided, you know what? I have a lot of time these days. This was a couple of years ago and you know, there's a lot of time. I started teaching myself and I kind of, I just, I just really, I never stopped. And I, and I tried and I kind of slowly moved away from my old field and sunk more and more of my time into learning programming into coding and then eventually building things and working on things and just trying to really um i don't know make 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 it my my like thing make it my career i guess um i can i'll metal bands <laughs> yeah i got a few um oh, i it, it like changes every year i think i think these days it's like <laughs> It's like what 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 gets me what 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 motivates me during my <laughs> workouts. Um, <laughs> I, I like I like Gojira. They're they're cool. Um, uh, back in high school, it was like Metallica. I think that's probably what got me into the genre to begin with. There is, um, and if you heard of Spirit Box, they're cool. Yeah, love them. Awesome. Love them. Awesome. Yeah, they're 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 great. They're, I think they're really they're really awesome. Um, I like got back. I was into Ramstein for a bit and then I got, got out of it and then I got back into it and then kind of losing interest again. Just, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I try to listen to a lot of different things, but I also stick to like, I, st- I do stick to what I like and that's, uh, that, that, that's all I have to say yeah. for that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like the same music, so it was really cool when I read that. So that's yeah, awesome. and I know, I know all the bands that you mentioned. Um, I've also had a, had have a love hate relationship with Rammstein. I never know how I feel about them, but um, I recently discovered like all these um female led metal bands that is just amazing. Like, uh, one of the other ones that I really like is Ginger, um, the folks mm, from yeah. Ukraine, yeah. they're awesome. Um, and just the musicianship in that band is outstanding. Um, yeah, and Gojira is, of course, they're awesome. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I really like that. And yeah, it's one of the best music I use when I work. Like, it helps me to focus. <laughs> helps you focus. It kind of distra- sometimes sometimes it helps me. Sometimes it distracts me because I'm just so like I don't know absorbed into it. 
although, but I also mm-hmm. remember a few times where I was listening to to like heaviest matter in the universe, and I just fell asleep. I don't know why. So sometimes it like <laughs> it's just calming. It's like so chaotic that it's calming. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as I mentioned, I I do with all my guests. I I read up about people because I'm truly interested, um, and I want us to have a nice conversation. So. I read your bio on your website, and um, I really liked this piece from that, where it says, I'm fascinated by how vastly creative the world of programming is and the brilliant mind to leverage these tools and technologies to build new and exciting experiences for users and fellow hackers. So I have two questions about that one. Um, so when you s- refer to programming being a vastly creative world, let's touch on that one first. Um, what aspects of programming are you referring to when you talk about creative? Hmm. I think if you feel like re- hearing it read back to me makes me feel like, oh man, I was I was trying to sound really smart there, wasn't I? <laughs> um, I, I think I think what I meant, or like to put it in like really basic terms, is just I I, I when I was like starting off and learning how everything worked, you know, before I got into this, my my understanding was just. Oh yeah, you got you have languages that you use to interact with machines, and then that's it. Then there's just a back and back and forth like that. I um, and then I kind of learn how like I guess it starts. It's like all the layers that are involved with this, and how pretty much everything is just an abstraction of something else, all the way down to like the the signals and everything. Um, I was I was really sort. I guess I was really fascinated by how people came up with all these different ways to sort of make things easier to uh, easier to communicate with the, with the, with the computers, of course. Um, and I think that it must've been when I was learning like Ruby on rails or something, just learning about frameworks and seeing how, Oh, this is this, someone made this specifically to do this and, and to, to, to do, to do this thing easier. Someone, someone made these things to make like websites easier and all that, and it must have taken a lot of work, but all that work is put into doing or, or creating these things, or making it easier to create these things better for other users. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but I, I guess if that makes sense, then that's kind of a uh, that's kind of what I meant by that. Yeah, I get that, and and the reason I asked that is because I think a lot of people, if they think about programming, they don't see it as a creative pursuit. But I think, you know, having, cause I think it like, maybe like what you thought initially, it is like you have these specific commands and then you type them in and then it's the computer like just executes the commands. But, you know, it's all about problem solving in the end. And in order to solve a problem, you need to think creatively. Mm-hmm. So I think that is something that people sometimes forget about. And I think it's mostly people from outside or to just, just joining, just getting into programming. They, they kind of think all syntax, but it's not all syntax. There's a lot of problem solving involved. And like you said, like some, sometimes you want to make somebody else's life easier because it's like, why do you, am I going to do this thing over and over again? If I can just abstract all that away and give somebody an easy way to do this, that's predictable. And that I know works because it's been done a million times. And then, um, the abstractions are also necessary so that because 
software is created by teams and by, in the open source world, communities. And so, you know, if programming, if programming languages didn't exist the way they do, it'd be hard to communicate between humans about the code that we write. So I think that might be one of the reasons why we have all these abstractions away from, you know, just the core, core bits and bytes is so that there's something that's more human-like. You know, that's why we have like code that is constantly being what they call syntactic sugar added on top. So it doesn't actually give you any new functionality, but it makes some aspect of writing the code more human-like in terms of a language. Mm -hmm. um, you can look at the function name and completely understand what it does. It's not like super cryptic that you have to figure it out. So I kind of think that's that's also a creative aspect of it. Yeah, so it's a classic work smart, not hard, right? And to put into yeah. action over and over again. But it's definitely like, it's like the driving philosophy behind so many decisions made. And I, and I, 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 I always try to live by that. And I think it's, it's cool to see how it all played out over the years. And what we have today is is a result of all that. And, and, and it's just really fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't used to be like this for sure. Um, so my second question on that same topic, um, are there any people that you have found inspiring or from who you have gotten guidance as you've learned and you grow as a developer? As I've learned, I, I don't I feel like not so much um, inspired. I don't, I don't. I don't look. I don't look to sort of like famous people or big names and feel inspired by them. I feel like they're so out of my league that it's like, oh yeah, I don't. I can't comprehend. <laughs> what what their what their how their how their minds work, I do feel. <clears throat> I feel like at my level, everyone is an inspiration in some way, and everyone can offer guidance because, I guess, as an example, when I was bird building my first few projects, I I like to find, um, similar projects with like things made with the same tools and 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 stack, and kind of use it as, I guess, inspiration. I would I would look through it and see how they do things, how they set up like I don't know how they set up their servers and routes and all that, or how they um, if it's like a React project, how do they uh, organize their their components and and things like that? Just because I don't, that's not something that I that I know, and I I assume that everybody who's made these knows a lot better than I do. So I feel like if I just jumped into a random GitHub repository and poked around, then I can learn something from it. So I think that. That's um that that's kind of like how I approach learning something new is just seeing how someone else did it, someone who's probably more experienced than I am. Um, yeah, that's that's a good answer. I, I like that. Um, I don't know if you ever saw like back in the day, um, Paul Irish, who is a now he's still at Google, I believe, and uh, still on the Chrome team, and I think he's still a developer evangelist. He might be a manager now, but. Uh, he made a video called 10 Things I Learned from jQuery. Um, and that's back in the day when jQuery was still, you know, the, the library that everybody was using. It's still used a lot, but it's not talked about as much. But, um, that's a really interesting video because he actually just recorded himself going through the jQuery source code and picking out specific bits of it. And saying like, Oh my goodness. So this is how they do when you use this function. This is actually what's happening inside jQuery. And that tells me so much about the language. 
It was a super popular video back in the day and for very good reason. I still think it's great to go back and, and watch that just to see how somebody would learn from looking at somebody else's code. And then you learn about jQuery, but you learn about JavaScript and you learn about the underlying language that drives the library. That's like, that was like a popular thing that when, when I was learning, I was like, I, follow, I basically followed like a bootcamp curriculum and, and kind of just went through it. But they 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 like to, every once in a while, they like to make you um, recreate something and like make Redux on your own. And, and, and that way, figuring out how to do it by yourself or knowing the pieces that, that put it together is definitely very helpful. And not only knowing the, the thing you're making, whether it's, I think I also had to like make Ruby on Rails by myself or like a really simple version of it. Um, and yeah, it was, it was helpful in knowing how it works. It was helpful in, in just mastering the, the, the base language used for it. And I think, I think it's just something that there's like a few, I think there's a website dedicated to this. I forgot the link, but there's a website that I noticed dedicated to like, here's a bunch of things and, and, and here's a sort of tutorial on how you can recreate this. Um, and it's just like another way to learn, but I think it's a very effective way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I think I actually come to think of it. I do think there's like a, somebody that did a video on like create your own react essentially and like yeah, works through yeah. like how does use state work and how would you replicate use state and that kind of stuff really really interesting yeah i think it's a great way to learn um so on linkedin uh you had a post there about your new portfolio website and you asked for feedback and so you did get some feedback there uh, and somebody pointed out some issues with the website and things like that i was i'm always curious in those situations because i've been on three sides of the coin, if you want to call it, say it that way. So I've been the new person asking for feedback, getting feedback. I've been the person giving feedback. And I've also been the person that saw an interaction where somebody maybe knew um, was like kind of, and I know it's scary when you like made something and you're new to an industry and you like put your work out there and you're like, what do you think of this? Um, and for some people, it's really they don't because they're scared. Like people are going to point out all their mistakes and then it's going to be like, oh my goodness, the imposter syndrome kicks in and all that stuff. So I'm curious, uh, how did you, what was your experience from that interaction? Did you find it positive? And be completely honest about your experience around that. When So when I put up the, I think there, there are a lot of things that, that scared me about just um, since sending out or making a post about my portfolio, whatever. And, you know, one of them was definitely like, I don't, I don't think it's that good. I just, I just kind of wanted to put something out there to, uh, I guess beef up my LinkedIn, you know, that's, that's a, that's always a, a strategy to, to do when you're, when you're, when you're looking for work. Um, and another thing I was kind of worried about, and this is, this is probably not something that most people would go through. I, I um it was because I I like just recently switched to doing uh to like kind of recently committed completely to 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 pursuing a career in in, in programming that I haven't actually like I, I I wouldn't I didn't want to go around telling everybody like hey I don't do this anymore but I do this so a lot of my old 
coworkers and colleagues, they probably don't know about it. And I was a little worried that I would get someone messaging me and saying like, what? I thought you were doing this. What happened? What are you doing? Like just questioning everything. And I know I didn't want to have that conversation because I didn't know how exactly to, to approach that. That, that actually didn't happen. That was just a worry. So there's definitely like things that kind of like, um, I was nervous about putting it up, but I guess I just did anyway. Like I feel like I didn't have a choice. I felt like I needed to put myself out there and, when I did get the the the, the feedback from it, I, my first thought was, "Oh man, I'm, I'm not as good. I'm not like this. Really, isn't that good, is it?" Um, but you know, reading through it and, and looking at what the person had to say about everything, in the in the end, it was it was a huge benefit because, like, trying to do this um, on my own is definitely like the one the one thing I'm lacking is is uh, collaboration and and support, and I don't know if what I'm doing is right and I don't know like th- th- there, are, there are so many people there's only so many people that I can ask and I guess the, the best way to to get feedback is just from complete strangers on LinkedIn um, but it did like it, it revealed like a massive hole in my in my knowledge and and I I guess it wasn't something that that, that I considered before in the past and I realized that um, I realized I saw a lot, a lot to learn so um I wasn't necessarily like proud of like too proud of it, but I still felt like humbled by the interaction, I guess. Kinda like prevented me from getting too full of myself. Not but in the end I, I still don't think that um I definitely still have a lot to learn and I think that uh it was just a sort of it was it was an experience that grounded me a little bit. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for, for being honest about it. I think it's going to help a lot of people because it's not just you. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah. It's a lot of people that go through these same uh, thoughts and feelings. And we all constantly have new things to learn. Uh, this industry is not static. Um, so things change constantly. So, you know, I'm, I have a lot of stuff, a lot to learn. And I'm in the same boat oftentimes where I, because I don't write a ton of like, React and Vue. So I jump between those two frameworks if I'm not just doing um, vanilla JavaScript. Um, And yeah, I oftentimes wonder, like, I wonder if the code I'm writing is any good. It gets the job done and seems to be okay. You know, it seems to be performing pretty well and, you know, all that stuff. But I don't know if this is the best way to do it and that kind of thing. And it is is hard to to find people that you can ask. so community is obviously key here, but, um, you know, you have to be part of a community for quite some time before you feel comfortable sharing the fact. And it, it's strange that it's like that, but it is where you feel comfortable saying, I'm not sure if this thing I'm doing is right. <laughs> Can you have a look? Um, because you're always scared of somebody coming and saying, Ooh, you know, that is horrible. You shouldn't be. I hope nobody paid for that. <laughs> like, well, actually somebody did. Um, yeah, so that, that is something we all go through, and it gets better with time, but it's human nature, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This it is. It reminds me of this when I was um, just just scrolling through LinkedIn randomly one time. I saw someone had someone someone made a post saying that another LinkedIn user 
uh, made a post about like worst portfolios they've ever seen and included this guy's portfolio in it, and that was just like, like who the who? Why, why would you do that? That's 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 so rude. <laughs> um, and I completely like. I, f- I feel like if that happened to me, then I would just lose all motivation to to share anything. It kind of like ruins the whole collaborativeness, or like, like I'm I'm not necessarily a big fan of social media to begin with, but I do think it has its benefits as far as, especially in this case, you share something, you get some feedback, you learn something, and everyone benefits from it because you like as the poster, I, I benefit from from seeing the things that I did wrong, and anyone who looks at the conversation can see like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, let me let me make sure that I do this also from now on. And getting getting eyes on like getting on those eyes on good feedback is is a plus. Whereas, kind of like I don't I don't see any benefit in bashing someone else's work. I guess other other than I don't know, you get you get likes because you're controversial, and I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's unfortunate that that is that is what is um, amplified. Uh, yeah, I I'm not a fan of that stuff at all. Like if if you have constructive feedback. You know, you can give constructive feedback, but making a list and saying this is just horrible from your perspective, it's like it doesn't it doesn't help anyone <laughs> in the end of the day. So I don't know what the benefit is of that. It is all probably about like you said, it's just about likes. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And again, this is something that it's not unique to to programming, like it's everywhere. I think designers obviously see this a lot where somebody's like taking somebody's design apart and showing why it's terrible and it's like come on yeah it's not it's not the best way to go about it it's not how we're going to build a healthy um ecosystem for people um and it's it's a it's a thing but that's a problem it's a problem in tech and it's because of things like this so yeah thanks for highlighting that i think it's important for people to hear um so I really, really liked how you talked about how you built the billiards game that you have on GitHub. And um, in the readme, you posted like this seven days, like on day one, day two, stuff like that. Um, because in the very, very first episode of this podcast, I spoke to Riku Smith. Um, you were like, this lives down the street for me. And okay. it, it was one of the things that I encouraged him to do and that I encourage everybody to do on the podcast is as you're learning right throughout your career, but especially when you're learning, write about how you went about doing this. Like, how did you think through it? What is the problems you ran into? How did you work around them? How did you solve them? So when I saw that, I was like, I, we need to talk about it. (laughs) So without me going on about it, I really love that. And I'd love for you to just like talk through it. Like even if you just like talk through the readme and what you put in there, I think is really good. I forgot about this readme. I I know, I know I've been trying to at least with my projects try to um document my my thinking and or I guess updates every once in a while because it's it's just like it's just more of an insight into how I think whether that's a good thing or not. Um, but so the I mean the inspiration for this wasn't necessarily like it was just again following the the sort of the first few months of of learning on my own and following the the curriculum um it was one of one of the one of the first projects was like two weeks after you learn javascript then to make a javascript project and i thought oh i was looking through the the sort of example ones and i saw some really cool ones you know someone did like 
like really there was some really fascinating data visualizations there were some like games here and there and i wasn't sure what to make but i figured i'll make some i might as well make something that i like i, I like pool i like playing pool and i think that and the more i thought about it 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 made sense to do something like this um it was challenging for sure um especially like well the challenges weren't what i expected them to be i thought i would struggle a lot with the physics parts um but at least when the when the when the when you have like the both the balls colliding with each other all that like i just i, I found some formulas online that that basically made it a lot easier and i just kind of took it and, and attributed the the article and and went from there I, like i didn't really have to worry about that uh collisions like that that much as far as like checking the walls for balances and things like that that was a little bit more difficult and i'm pretty sure all i did was just put a line like specifically where the, like the, the pixels of of the i guess the the image of the pool table and use that like oh if a ball comes into contact with this coordinate then then bounce it off um i, I definitely don't think it's like a well-made thing but it works the the one big I guess the one big challenge I had in the end was when I was ready when I when I had like everything set up and and testing breaks and things like that and when when everything's moving fast that's where that's where I ran into issues because based on how I think I think based on how the ticks work and how um I was using Canvas and checking every one it was like checking every once in a while to see if there's a collision but because it was moving so fast it would just skip over the boundaries of the table and then just fly off into infinity. And I really wasn't sure how to do that. It, it seemed like it, it slowed down a lot too when it came to um, breaking because there was a lot of things. There were a lot of checks going on and a lot of things happening with that. Um, so I went down like I went down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out how this how this all works. Um, at the time, it was it was way over my head though, and I, and I like. I saw I saw like videos on on quad trees, which so something something to do with like optimizing the, the 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 four corners and then kind of like splitting the four corners down the more objects there are in there. I don't know. It and I, I didn't end up implementing it. I ended up I think tweaking the values or things like that or just making it um the the edges thicker or something like that. But basically, it ended up working fine. And then like it's it's not and I. And it wasn't something like I no longer had this issue, but I feel like I went about it a sort of not so great way. Um, but I think I mean overall it was, it was fun to make though, and I and I, and I, uh, I don't know. I like pool. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's fun to play by myself. Um, and I was proud of it too at the time. I was I was like barely two three months into learning this stuff and spent a lot of time on this it was one of it was like pretty much the the one the like most time i spent on one thing at the time but it i felt i felt i felt fulfilled by the process i think and i then i definitely learned a lot um and i and i know i did say i would put a lot of more features in there but it never never went back to it i think i would uh like putting in a nine ball mode that's i think that's definitely doable but I did want to work on more, I guess, more more realistic projects and, and more complicated things, especially like backend related stuff. So I just I never ended up going back to this.
Yeah, and that's completely normal. <laughs> a yeah. lot of us start side projects, get to a point, and then life happens, and you just never go back. Um, yeah. Would you be interested in contributions from people if they were looked at the game and they're like, hey, I'd like to implement the nine ball mode. Would that be something that interests you? Ah, oh, that's I never considered that. Um, I, th- I think so. I think I think what I what I what I would be worried about is just I don't know how to how to handle being a, you know, being the authority on this. Not like because because I don't have the, I feel like I don't have the 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 sort of knowledge or skills to really handle like, um, making sure that things are okay and you know double check like code reviews and things like that. But it does sound like a very uh, it really does sound like like a good idea. Especially because then I, think, I can see how people like work on this and see what other people do. Exactly. I think it would be great to have a little like community around it where you can have a combination of maybe early stage folks and also more senior folks that can all guide each other around things. Like if somebody opens a pull request and you're not sure, you can always ask somebody else, like, can you also just take a look? It looks fine to me, but I just want your your opinion on this. You know, so that you have, it's not, you don't feel as intimidated, like, oh, crap, it's just me. I have to now tell this person whether their code is good. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I can totally understand that. So, but I, I think you should be open to that. Um, maybe it's a nice thing that a, a community project, people can say, like, hey, who wants to hack away on this? And like, everybody can contribute together. I think it'd be a really nice um, learning experience of a different aspect of, of programming. Yeah, I like that idea. Thanks for thanks for mentioning that. I'm I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna look into it. Yeah, for sure, do. And please reach out to me if you need any assistance. I've been in the open source world for quite some time, so happy to help. Um so another piece in your bio that I really like and that resonated with me is you ended off, I think, it by saying my dream is to explore as much of this world, i.e. the programming world. Um, as I can and leave an impression of my own one day. What is the impression that you'd like to leave? Um, so I think that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying before about how I was just really fascinated by people's um, work and making work easier, right? The, the whole like every, everything's just an abstraction or something else. Um I think in that sense that, I, like, at some point when 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 I'm you know when I'm skilled enough, I would I would really like to do to do something similar. I want to make something, make like a like a tool or or even my own language that's like, I don't, I don't care if it's popular or not. I just think that it would be really cool to to make something and have actually like people use it and it'd be helpful and and um just something that that helps other uh, programmers out there. I don't know how I'll get there. I think I think that's like a that's like a really far off long long term goal. Or not even a goal. It's like almost like a dream. That's like I feel like that's such a complicated that's such a difficult task. But I mean if other people did it then one day maybe I can too. I think the important thing is just to kinda of like slowly work my way there and keep that in mind. Yeah. I think I I might totally misquote this, but I believe I I once heard that a goal is just a dream with a deadline. That's exactly so, that, that, that's where I was going for. Yeah, dream is like dream is uh, probably not you know, but goals goals are more hard, more uh, um, set in stone and attainable. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I think we can start with a dream and eventually give it a deadline and then it turns into a goal. <laughs> right. So I think there's it's like important the, to dream. There's um, I read about like smart goals or something like that where smarts, uh, every letter stands for something else. Maybe I'll look it up. It's like how to, how to set goals that are, that, that'll make you, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I've okay. heard about it. Yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah, a, there's a bunch of these frameworks that you can apply. Again, frameworks frameworks are everywhere and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. I think it's it's super important to have dreams and goals. Um, it keeps you focused, keeps you moving forward. So yeah, never don't let that go. Um, and sometimes you're gonna want to let let go, but don't. <laughs> I I sometimes stop sooner than I should have. I should have just kept going a little more and I could have probably have pulled something over the finish line. But yeah, it's very common to get to that 80% mark and then feel like, I don't know if I've got the last 20% in me. And that's again where like community comes in, you know, to just give you that motivation to keep going. I think if you need this, because we are such social creatures, whether we're inverted, um, inverted, <laughs> introverted, introverted. <laughs> <laughs> introverted or not um we all do need social connection and i think um, especially when you're learning there's this point where you need somebody to, to tell you that you're you're doing well like from my perspective you've improved um, because oftentimes you can't see your own improvements so it's good to to be part of part of a community but you know where you feel comfortable um so you mentioned that you are switching gears and moving into this programming thing full-time. You've committed. This is what you're going to be doing. Um, and on LinkedIn, I've also seen that you are open to work. So I'm curious, like a lot of people, so people think about this differently and how you think about it is how you think about it. That's not what's important to me. But that is for you. It's personal. What I'm curious about is when you when you're looking for work, for a job, do you think about the kind of job you'd like to do or the kind of company that you'd like to work at? Both, I think. Um, I don't know how to weight it, but I definitely consider both. The job I, I would like to do, um, I guess it really depends on what they put in the in their thing. Like I would, I tend to avoid jobs that make it seem like I'm running off on day one and doing doing everything on my own and being all independent because I don't think I can handle that honestly I think I need something that that has sort of uh, onboarding or even mentorship built in because yeah I just I just I, I, I spent all this time trying to do things on my own that I I, I definitely need a need a guiding hand in that case um, so that's something that I, I try to try to sort of try to look for and then as for companies, like it, it sort of um maybe it depends on a field. I know there's some fields that I would like that I would prefer, and then others I know that I wouldn't necessarily see myself being successful in. I think I would prefer something like like healthcare or education or something that's more um I don't know more 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 ethical. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Um, I can't see myself doing well in in, in um in like uh what's what's it like crypto or, or, or finance, I think that while I can probably, like, de- again, depending on the job, maybe I can pull it off, but I I just never saw myself as that kind of person. Um, I always felt like I would rather work in something where I feel like what I'm doing is helpful. 
that's a good way to put it. Um, but again, it's 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 not necessarily something that like I I don't think I've ever seen a place and just thought, oh no, I would absolutely not work for this. I think I think it's I think I tend to keep things keep keep an open mind, but I guess I do have priorities. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, for me, it's also important the company I work at. I need to feel some alignment with with their values and the work they do. I do want to feel good about the work I do in the end of the day, um, you know, because whatever the financial benefit is, that kind of doesn't last forever. At some point, doing work that's meaningful is more important, um, almost. Well, for, in my case, I, I tend to choose things that's more meaningful rather than uh, from the monetary side. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a balance. You have to strike a balance. I think it's a healthy approach to think about both, not to lean too heavily to one side or the other. Um, talking about stuff you've made, like the billiards game, you also mentioned that you have experience building a tic-tac-toe game <laughs> in a CLI. Like, how did that come about? Oh, oh, that that, that I, I I I think I put that as a as a, as a joke. Honestly, I it was uh, so the so the what's it like? I think I put um. Oh, I can I can make full stack applications with multiple tools and this functionality and that and and also I can make tic tac toe. I, th- I thought I thought it was I thought it would be funny to put that in as kind of like oh I can do this but I can also do this really easy homework assignment from um not not easy but you know a, a, a sort of like week three of of a CS class kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. if that if that didn't come across as that then I should probably change it. But I'll uh, does it clarify if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I read it like maybe you did make one, make a tic tac toe in a CLI. I think that'd be did. something interesting. Either I did, or, <laughs> or I must did. have like I probably was. No, I think I think I think I was given like the skeleton of it, and I was just told, "All right, well, make this function to check to see if there's a win kind of thing," you know. Gotcha, gotcha. And then everything else is kind of like already built out. Just fill out the functions. Mm-hmm, so no, mm-hmm. I, I actually did not build tic tac toe. I, uh, that's a complete lie. <laughs> It, it it's fine it's we will like if you look at um job posts like if you really are honest with yourself and you look at some of these job posts it's absolutely like there's no way that somebody has all their experience i remember when react was about three years old and there were like these um jobs out there that was requiring five years react experience and it was yeah, like that's hilarious how does that even maybe the creators you so you're looking for the creators of react i understand okay because they they have five years react experience but nobody else does um so yeah i just misread it so nothing to worry about at all well um the this was really cool and i encourage you to like keep going keep going with this i from the work i've seen that you've done you've you've got You've got the skill. You've got the mindset to do this. So I'm, I'm confident you're going to do some some great work. In closing, if you could have coffee with someone in tech, who would that be and why? Hmm. Um. I I think. I I think it would be really cool to to pick the brain of someone who's done a lot of different things 
And I think what I mean by that is, I don't know if this person exists because I'm sure like most people just specialize in one thing or another. But if there does, if there is someone who's like I don't know, dabbled in, in I don't know, cybersecurity and and maybe even data science or something, or like I'm just naming random topics, but someone who's done like multiple fields, I really want to know. I think I think that that person would have like such unique insights on on everything, um, just like the world of computer science as a whole or, or the industry and different different sort of different angles and as far as like like there's just so much i could learn from this person i could i could i could learn from their experiences and and this and then how it if there, if there's any similarities between between um one field or another and and just i don't know that could, that could go on forever if, the, if, if you know if this person exists and if i can get like a infinite amount of time to really like <laughs> just kind of like interrogate um then I don't know that. I feel like that that's a massive learning experience, just just based on how it's it's probably not something that that'll happen to most of us. It's it's just a, it's just a, it's a unique life. It's a unique multi. I don't know forked career path kind of thing, and I guess I've always, I've always been curious about every path available, and I ended up here because it's kind of just where where I ended up. But mm-hmm. I would like to. I guess I would like to entertain the idea of being able to choose between like maybe I want to go down the this this I don't know systems architecture whatever path or maybe I would go down like a QA thing and how would that kind of like how 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 would I see myself doing that yeah I, don't know. I think I think that'd be a cool uh, conversation for sure yeah and I mean I think the the nice thing about um, programming and open source and this whole collaborative um, ecosystem around that is you can try different things. You can dabble in different ideas, um, maybe by contributing to different types of projects. Uh, you know, have a look at like a project that seems interesting. Look if they have any good first issues and, you know, try one of them and see what there is to learn. Because more than likely, once you start working on this issue, you might have questions and then you can go back to the maintainers and say, oh, I ran into this thing. What do you think? Should I do this or that or the other? And they'll, they'll be, if it's a healthy open source project of which there are a lot out there, um, you know, they'll be more than happy to help you as long as you, sh- you can show that you've put in some effort as well. It's the whole, you know, ethos on Stack Overflow as well. Like don't ask me to do your homework. Like show me that you've tried and then I'm happy to help you. That applies everywhere. So, you know, I would encourage you to go and have a look on GitHub and GitLab and see if you can find projects that sounds interesting. See if there's a good first issue and give it a try. Um, and see if you can take it through all the way to a pull request that's merged. Because I think that's a way that you can explore stuff and also find things that you didn't know you would like. Um I've, I've certainly done that. That's how I kind of found my way into the mostly front-end world is by contributing to various things and really enjoying the front-end the front end part of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's something that I, I've always intimidated by this because I have, back back, back before I, I started doing open source work, I heard stories about people trying to make a contribution and it just being a very negative experience. And and. That that like that was intimidating, but actually so far I haven't had any. Like everything I've worked on, I haven't worked on much. But the things that I have worked on, like like you've given me very positive feedback, and and I've gotten it from elsewhere too. And I'll I'll just keep going. 
I think I think it's I think yeah. it's a very very uh, it's fun, it's challenging, and I learn a lot. And why 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 stop? Yeah, no, for sure. And I would say if you run into anything toxic or negative, remember it's not you, it's them. Right, Where the, yeah. the problem is not you, it's them. It's all that tells you it's time for me to move on to another different project. This is not where I want to be. Um, oh, yeah, and again, exactly. you have the freedom to do that because you don't owe them anything. They don't owe you anything. You just move on. <laughs> just move right along. Thanks, Leo. This was really great. Um, I knew you were a little bit nervous in the beginning, so I hope those nerves have settled down a little bit and that you actually enjoyed this experience. Um, and I wish you all of the very best with your career. Thank you. I had I had a lot of fun. I had more, a lot more fun than uh, than I initially felt. And uh, thanks for making me feel comfortable and and uh, having a voice in this in this in this big big world. <laughs> Appreciate it. You definitely have a voice. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mycenaean Network podcast. If you are not already, please subscribe, store, and leave a review for us in your podcatcher of choice. This helps others find us and helps us make a better podcast for you, our listeners. You can also find and follow us on Twitter at Network Mycelium and join the community on Discord. All the links are available in the show notes.